This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you by the Pocket Testament League. Visit ptl.org for practical resources and encouragement to help you share your faith. ptl.org. Broadcast today from Austin, Texas. We have a dynamic show for you today. I can't wait for you to hear the stories from our guests today. But before we get to our guests, Martha, there's always a couple of things we'd love to be able to tell our listening audience on how to how to engage with us. You know, I think what would be really cool for is for you to talk about the fact that on next week, no, it's the week after, no, it's next Saturday. It's your birthday, and you have a you have a Facebook oh, fundraiser I was, for I work. I was like, why am I going to tell everybody it's my birthday? Yes, because I, we don't get the broadcast on your birthday because it's a Saturday. But uh-huh. you're doing a Facebook fundraiser for I work for him to to raise money for the ministry, uh, and and we'd like to encourage people to. to That's right. So out. this is on my personal Facebook page. Um, I created a fundraiser for I work for him, and I have been just blessed and overwhelmed by how well it's doing. And I'm just um, encourage our listeners if they want to join along and help me celebrate my birthday. It's really not about me. It's about I work for him and the fact that, um, you know, you and I commit every day to I work for him and just asking and encouraging people to come alongside. Maybe they've never considered uh, giving or making a donation. And this is a, a, a fun community collaborative way to do that. And so you can just find me, Martha Haynes Brangenberg on Facebook. And I've shared it to the I work for him page as well. So I'm sure they can find it if they just go and follow us on Facebook. Join along. All right. Now, and we just want to thank all of you for tuning in today from all over the Southeast and all over the world on iWorkForHim.com. And just know that everything we put that we broadcast on iWorkForHim.com and on the radio always is podcasting. You can sign mm-hmm. up for our podcast. Go to iWorkForHim.com. Click on the Listen tab and you can subscribe to our daily or weekly podcast email, right? Yes. And for those that just are podcast listeners all the time, just go to your favorite platform and search I Work For Him. They'll find us. It's I Work, the number four, him. All right. So we all know that healthcare in the United States is a mess. It's always been better than other parts of the world, but the cost keeps skyrocketing. The technologies keep improving, but how do you balance innovation with inflation? How do you make sure you aren't sacrificing great care in order to save a few dollars? I think we can all agree letting the government control medical care is not a great idea, but we do know that God puts great ideas in the hearts and minds of Christ followers all over the country, and that's why we stayed in Austin, Texas to capture another story. Hey, we're partnering today with Chris Champion from Corporate Chaplains. Corporate Chaplains Chaplains of America, you check them out online, chaplain.org, chaplain.org. Chris Champion, last time we hooked up, we were in Chicago at the Faith and Work Summit way back last fall. But I am so, I know we drug you all the way up here from San Antonio today, but I'm just grateful for the interview you've arranged. But tell us about uh, Corporate Chaplains. What's going on with Corporate Chaplains these days? Man, uh, a whole lot is happening. We are just excited to be uh, expanding westward and continuing that uh, journey of uh building caring relationships with the hope of gaining permission to share the life-changing good news of Jesus in a non-threatening manner. So we are moving west. So it is, things are going well. All right, we're going to give you lots of opportunities to talk about the advantages of bringing a chaplain on staff at an organization. But today, I you said, Jim, I know I don't have any clients in Austin, but I got some prospects and I've got some guys that I've heard, they have amazing stories. Mm-hmm. Why don't you introduce our guest for today? Yeah, so I met uh, I met Clint uh, here just a couple few weeks ago and, and after listening to his heart uh, for his employees, number one, but uh, also too, just his story and the uh, what they're doing in the medical space, it was... Uh, 
when you when you called and said, "Hey, d- do you have anybody in Austin that would be good for uh, for us to talk to?" Clint was one of the first guys I thought of. So, um, Clint Phillips, yeah, welcome to I Work for Him. Thank you so much. It's a huge honor, and thank you, Chris, for that uh, wonderful. Um those kind words. Well, I saw you pass him the twenty, so I'm, I saw that. You know, he had to he had to make sure it sounded really, really good. You know, you guys will notice that Clint Phillips' accent does not sound like a Texas accent. Clint Phillips, before we get started on uh, on all of the, we're going to talk about what you're doing here at Medici.mc. MD. I'm sorry. Wow, Medici.md. <laughs> MC. You're just going to make up something <laughs> different. Just, wow. Just you better to- buy that domain. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Go ahead. Sorry about that, Clint. I apologize. <laughs> All right, Clint, just talk about where are you from? Where'd you, where, where did you grow up? I am from the deep south, as you can hear. <laughs> I am from South Africa. That's Gr- deep south. That's a long ways from here. That is a very long way. I've made the trip about 30 times. And wow. um, people say, uh, well, how long a trip is it? I say, well, imagine this. You get on the plane. You uh, have dinner. You watch a movie. You watch another movie. You have a nap. And you wake up. And you've got 10 and a half hours left. <laughs> Uh, it's a long way welcome to the trip yes. they bring a whole crew of pilots when they do that one because those guys are i mean they probably have three different pilots flying that yeah. thing don't they 18 18 and a half hours some of the flights so wow. yeah. that's just crazy yeah. all right so that's not really important where you grew up but it is did yes, it talk is. to talk to us about well it's i mean it's important to know <laughs> but what i'm saying is did you meet jesus in south africa or did you have to wait till you got here to the states where did you where did you become a jesus follower south africa um Three years old, I'm told that I was standing in a service and uh, heard a opportunity to uh, accept Jesus. And uh, without any prodding, I took a walk down the aisle. And um, all I've ever known and all I can ever remember is a love for Jesus since my youngest thoughts. So I don't have a story of before or after. All I ever know is all I've ever known is a a love for the Lord. Mm, that's fantastic. That's awesome. So we always love to help our listeners even learn as much as they can about you. And so that they then can look at their own lives and say, you know, what is it that maybe God is challenging me with or um, what they can um, take home, you know, to, to improve in their life. But did you, because you, your love for the Lord started so early in life, did you ever struggle with connecting your faith with what you were doing in your work or did that just happen naturally for you? Well, you know, from a young age, I think I looked at, um, I came from, I resonated with Bible stories. I read about Gideon who came from the least of the least family. And when I looked at my family and where we were, we were the least of the least. We were a, mm. my father had kicked us out the house many times. We were staying at relatives, uh, looking for places to stay. And I was like, wow, I'm, I'm from the least of the least. And God seems to have used those people again and again. So, uh, Lord, could you use my life? And, Mm. Lord, if you do, Mm. whatever I do will be always for your glory. So the idea that you could um, do something meaningful for God, um, I I take any opportunity. And he's taken me so far past any dream I could ever have imagined. Um, Implementing your faith in the workplace can be difficult, but uh, the reason behind it has not been Mm. as difficult. Mm. So talk about the kind of work that the Lord's got you involved in, how God got you there. Well, I um, loved the idea of being a doctor when I was young, but uh, I could never handle blood. 
The idea of blood and guts was just terrible. I was like, what type of doctor is there that doesn't have to see inside the body? But I just deal with like the outside of the body. Like a dermatologist, but they get all these sores and things. I'm like, no, that doesn't work either. So um, there was a new course starting in South Africa called chiropractic. And I didn't know too much about it, but I really looked at it and they're like, this is, you can be a doctor, but dealing with closed skin. I'm like, that's really interesting to me. So um, things like physical therapy, I was a, a rugby player, and so got into, um, instead of going down the medical pathway, not sure I would have qualified for medical school either, um, went into a chiropractic and learned physical therapy, um, acupuncture, nutrition, all of these pieces, which uh, provided a wonderful education and background. And uh, I came to play rugby in the US, and it was on that journey that I met uh, really influential people in Aspen, Colorado, who supported me ultimately to open a clinic uh, because they thought I really had a gift to get people out of pain. And Mm. some of them had struggled with pain for 30 years and said, uh, please, can you help me? And some of them got better quickly. They they didn't know at the time that I was praying like crazy over them because I didn't Mm. know how to help these folks. Mm. This was these were conditions that surgeons couldn't help them, and now they're saying, "Hey, I heard you could help me get out of pain." <laughs> so, as I've got my hands on them, bending them, stretching them, moving them, I'm saying, uh, "God, please, like I need your uh, healing touch here." So, mm-hmm. um, people along the way started to quantify me or describe me as a healer um, in a weird type of way because they'd come in for therapy and we'd spend time, and we had this beautiful clinic with all these cool gadgets and toys and therapies. And um, we helped a lot of people, and it was a wonderful way to really be able to connect with people at their heart. Mm-hmm. So we had celebrities, royal families, presidents, all sorts of people that um, started to come in there, and it was a great place to be able to start to connect your mission. They're coming in around pain, yeah. but underneath the pain is often something that is a lot deeper. Oh. In every human being, underneath that pain, there's often so much more. And we're surrounded by hurting people, and I can't wait to hear the story of how the Lord moved you from Colorado to Austin, Texas, to Medici.md. You're listening to I Work For Him, courtesy of Corporate Chaplains of America, right here in Austin, Texas. That's right, Jim. We are in the heart of Texas. Can I say that? Yes. Are we deep in the the heart heart of Texas Texas. here? Okay. And and I know that, I don't know if people have noticed a theme but we tend to drive through Texas quite a bit. And then he talks about barbecue. I think it's on purpose. I think it's, you know, we are going to go see your mom and dad in Arizona. And that is the end game. But, they don't know, know barbecue in Arizona. No, no, no. But I'm, I mean, that is the reason we're headed that way. But no, maybe the, the barbecue. Right here with Chris Champion with Corporate Chaplains of America. That's why we're in Austin, oh, Texas today. Got it. That's right. And he said he had a really good friend that we could hear from. But Chris, before we get back to Clint Phillips and hear how the Lord moved him to Texas, Texas, talk to us about chaplaincy within an organization. Why should somebody who leads an organization, because you're not just providing chaplains to businesses, you're providing chaplains to organizations, nonprofit organizations, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's not, okay. Mm-hmm. Why? Why would somebody want to have a chaplain? Well, at the end of the day, it really comes down to the idea of caring right and that's that's what our that's what our chaplains do they they care and they are present and they are proactive and that's what i think that uh when when a when an employer sees uh what the fact that 
employees don't separate work from life, right? It's it's, it's impossible to right. do, right? Nobody they, can. They, are, they are bringing life into the workplace, whether they like it or not. And so, so our chaplains are there to meet people where they are and uh, to build a proactive relationship with them. And so, you know, it, it's, I liken it to if you had a friend who just stopped by and checked in on you every week, what would that do? What would that look like? And so for companies, what that does is it, it elevates the culture. Uh, and that results in a lot of great things for a business. It, uh, you know, big buzzword uh, nowadays is employee engagement. And so talk about a way to proactively engage employees, right, is to have somebody dedicated in the office coming by and building a relationship with them. And so that's really, uh, you know, at the core, that's what our, our chaplains do. Um, you know, ultimately, we hope we get the permission to share the life-changing good news of Jesus uh, along the way. But and, it's not uh, like you come in and that you're Bible bashing people. Our chaplains are not walking in in black robes and uh, carrying coffee table Bibles under their arms. No, our, our chaplains come in. They look like part of the team. They integrate well into the team. So, yeah. What is the biggest impact you see on companies that bring in a chaplain from Corporate Chaplains of America? Found online at chaplain.org. What's the biggest number one impact on a company or an organization when they bring in a chaplain? You know, really, I think what it is, is, is the culture is elevated, right? I, I, it, again, it's, it's, and that's sometimes hard to quantify, but we see things that are measurable, right? We see increased profitability. We see decreased uh, turnover. Mm -hmm. uh, we had, uh, we had one client here recently tell us that uh, they, they saw a 33% reduction in turnover, uh, partly because they brought us in along with just a focus around employee engagement. So, so those are some real tangible, you know, business ROI items that happen as a result. Clint Phillips, I know that you haven't made the decision yet to bring in a chaplain, and that's good. And I love the fact that you're really thinking through this. What is, what is the, as you've been praying about this, what are you hearing the Lord say? Well, it was something that was a, a, not a hard sell from the idea of being able to care for your people and provide somebody in their lives was, um, was a no-brainer. At uh, Second MD, my mother, who is a life coach, um, started in a, you know, a non-organized, not really knowing how to do it, starting to say to people, once a quarter, I'll meet with you. And she really has a heart for people. And she started to meet with employees in the company. And we saw that it's made a, a massive difference. Um, so it wasn't a hard sell. The uh, piece for us that was really interesting is with a skeptical tech type of culture, will the chaplain be well received? Because the last thing I want is for somebody to uh, a chaplain to be disrespected, uh, for a chaplain to not be appreciated, knowing the impact that they could have, we wanted to make sure that as we do this, we do it in a way that will really be successful. And um, uh, Chris was very helpful in giving me references of other technology companies that I'll be following up with to show exactly how they made it successful. Well, and you're also in a C12 group, right? Yes. Okay. And, and there's a lot of C12 guys that are also bringing in chaplains. I imagine that you're going to be able to hear some stories from some friends, too, on the impact that they're making. was one of my questions to, um, at the end of every C12 group, you put some things on the board or what are things that different people want to discuss. And my last week was, how do we do a chaplain um, successfully? How has it worked? And several people said, hey, I can talk to you. Hey, talk to this friend. Hey, he's got a company exactly like yours. Um, let me connect you. And 
um, you guys can figure out how they made it work. And we're not, you know, this wasn't a show arranged by C12 group, but as long as we brought up C12, talk about the impact on you over the last 18 months being involved with the C12 group. Has it made an impact? Yeah, C12 is a fantastic organization. It's, um, it's really been a, a huge gift um, in my life. It's, um, we meet on the third Thursday of every month. And it's really one of my favorite days of the month. I look forward to knowing that, hey, tomorrow I get to be with some other remarkable CEOs. I get to be able to ask questions, be helpful, follow through a curriculum. It's just been, um, I couldn't recommend it more highly. Mm, Very cool. That's fabulous. So I want to get back to your story because um, you uh, came from South Africa. You ended up in Colorado. You're practicing having a clinic in Aspen where you're truly relying on on the Lord to give you answers with your clients. I mean, what you just described, uh, a lot of us really need to get to a point like that where we're like, Lord, show me because I don't know what to do here in this situation. And it sounds like he really walked alongside you in that. But that's not where you are now. So how then did you get to um, being here in Texas? Yes. Well, nobody wants to have to be reliant on anybody else. And that includes God. You would much rather have everything worked out. And um, <laughs> I, had, said. I had the step of, um, we decided we were going to open this incredible clinic. God had really favored us with the, uh, the head of Starwood Hotels, huge hotel chain who we found favor with. And he said, do it. And then the local chiropractors got together, kicked up a huge stink, said that shouldn't be allowed to do it, told lies, awful things are like, mm. oh, this is really um, not what we were planning. We just want to be able to help people. So we had resistance along that way. Ultimately, we got through and the clinic opened. Um, and you think, okay, I'm not really going to have to be desperate on relying the Lord to get me through this thing. And um, we had a, a challenge in our family in that our three kids were born in Aspen. My wife is a South African. She used to be on the TV show Gladiators. And she has, we have our third child and she has a stroke. Mm. And um, your wife child. or your child? Our child has a stroke. Mm. Wow. And Jade, my wife, and I were like, What do we do? The pediatrician says, We can't help you. This is neurological. There's no pediatric neurologist in Aspen. We have to wait a while to go visit a doctor in Denver who says, Your daughter will never walk or talk. There's nothing you can do. Good luck. And oh. we said, This is crazy. We waited mm. four months to see a doctor in Houston who told us, I'm not the right doctor. Gave us another doctor. Seven months, our daughter's paralyzed down the right side of her body. And we're like, Lord, we need you. We need you more than ever. And um, he gave me an idea to start a business that would, would allow for virtual second opinions, would allow people to come to a platform, tell us what's wrong, and be matched with one of the top doctors in the country for your condition. And so, did that was that birthed out of you having to wait so many months in between doctor's appointments and stuff? Is that where you were thinking? That's You know, we thought people can't wait this yeah. long. They can't travel across the country. Um, what does the mom do when she's got a job and she's you know, now told she's got to fly across the country at right. her own expense? Who can do this? Mm-hmm. So we realized the travel. And it was also really difficult to know who is a great doctor. Yeah. People mm-hmm. tell you, my guy's the best. Your guy's not the best. And he's probably not the best for what I have that you don't even understand what I have. So um, there was just so many challenges. We said, what if it was as easy to talk to a top doctor as it was to be able to talk to your accountant? Mm -hmm. You know, how can you match them and do that? So that started the next journey of good idea, but Lord, help us. Um, How do we get money? How do we build a technology platform? I was really good at fixing people's backs. I was 
not good at writing code. I had no idea how to write code and to understand the legal complexities of people crossing state lines. So it was a huge um, reach out, say, Lord, you've got to help us do this. And we, we struggled day by day getting the doctors, getting the clients. Um, and then one day, seven years later, people said, this is the greatest success ever. And we said, well, it, we, um, it wasn't an easy journey, but it was an incredible journey. We now cover Second MD is the name of the company. Second MD online. What is, it, what, what is the website? Second.md. Second. And um, we have 150 employees in Houston. We cover 10 million members. We have doctors at all 17 of the top hospitals. And if you work for most of the large employers, the uh, big 100 companies, there's a good chance that Second MD is free to you. If you work at uh, a lot of these big companies in America now, it's a free benefit mm. that changes lives. We, sold, we saved 12 people's lives with just one of our clients last year. Mm. And so we're in wow. Houston and we're like, okay, Lord, you've brought us to a, a really incredible point. And uh, that's when um, the next idea was starting to be birthed around Medici. Chris Champion, you have been an amazing, uh, just partner with the ministry where I work for him. And we're so excited that Corporate Chaplains of America is expanding, as you say, westward. Michael W. Smith wrote a great song for you guys. It should be your theme song, Go West, Young Man. Mm. It's a great song. You should, yes. That should be your theme song. Um, talk to us about the, just the impact of working with an organization like Corporate Chaplains of America. How's that impacting you personally? Wow, that's a great question. You know, I, I think that what it has done is it has helped me obviously gr grow closer uh, in my walk with Christ. I mean, it, it's it's awesome. When I, when I see what our chaplains do uh, every day, I, I am truly humbled. Um, their hearts for people. I always joke around when, you know, when somebody sees my logo on my chest and, and uh, they ask if I'm a chaplain, I am quick to tell them that I am not nice enough to be a chaplain. And I mean that not to demean me in any way or what I do in any way. But when I hear the stories of what these um, folks do, it, it truly is humbling. Um, they, have, they are full of grace and mercy, those people. It, it is amazing. It, it, it really is. And, and, and so, you know, to hear the stories of how they spend time with people in a hospital, mm -hmm. that the number of funerals that our chaplains do was one of the things that really struck me when, when I first started, um, it, because it also just speaks to the need out there, yeah. right? I mean, people are hurting and, uh, you know, when, when somebody in the family passes away, the vast majority of them, they don't have somebody to turn right. to. They're not connected to a church so, or anything like yeah. that. So yeah. you guys become their pastoral connection to God. We do. I mean, we're certainly not looking to uh, replace the church by any, any yeah. stretch, right? I mean, our, our Wait, I, I, you guys are, the ch part of the church you're not part of the you're not talking about the local the, church the, the local church, church right. right yes exactly that's what i mean in terms of of, of having them come in and and uh, be a part of a local church but but what our chaplains do is they're on the front lines right i mean they are out there reaching individuals that would never be reached otherwise right. and, and again it's all permission based so you know, our chaplains are there first and foremost to just care. And again, sometimes that turns into somebody raising a hand and saying, hey, I need to talk to you. So yeah. the reality, and I think one of the reasons that we just love the whole idea of chaplaincy is the fact that the reality is in our world, in our culture here in America, and I'm sure other places too, people just don't have that connection to a relation, you know, to a, mm -hmm. somebody, you know, it used to be as kids, our parents would be like, well, we'll call the pastor. You know, but they don't, um, 
they need that reconnection mm-hmm. to a local church. And but the chaplain can be there on a weekly basis. You know, you're at work every day or yeah. five days a week or whatever that might be. And knowing there's somebody consistent and caring for them, we just think that's powerful. We're talking today with Clint Phillips. He's got a couple of organizations here in Texas, one over in Houston, second.md. That's one you need to check out. If you ever really wanted a second opinion by one of the most incredible doctors in the country, second MD is a way you could sign up and be a part of that. But he's working right over here in Austin, Texas, started up another tech firm called Medici.md. Clint, before we got back, uh, well, Martha, go ahead. Well, I, I just had a couple of questions because I know our listeners, you know, it's a lot to try to wrap their head around what you're doing. And my one question is on the second.md, who is your actual client? Is it corporations that, I mean, you alluded to that, that it's like a benefit for some people um, within their organization. Is that who they should have be connecting with you as like their employer or their HR who, department? All are, who all are your clients? Yes. Well, a second MD consultation is expensive. Um, it's a big undertaking to retrieve all your medical records for mm-hmm. you, match you with the ideal doctor, do this all within three days. It's a um, it's an intense experience. Healthcare employ um, employers make for a much better audience because they often are covering the healthcare. Right. So as they pay for that healthcare, they really are incentivized to help you not get the wrong procedure. Yeah. Second MD at the end of the day saves a lot of money for employers because people don't go on the wrong chemotherapy. They don't get the wrong surgery. They don't um, head down the wrong treatment pathway and you do what is right and needed. So um, it's a great idea to get your employer to look up Second MD. Um, they'll see all these incredible companies that already provide it. Um, at some of the companies we serve, they've got a hundred different benefits and they consider Second MD the number one most appreciated benefit. Mm. You know, the name of the show is I Work For Him. And Clint Phillips, you have a reputation in this community for living out your faith and your work. And so I want to make sure we carry forward on your story because there's a lot of you that we need to get out and we're running out of time. <laughs> That's right. So so let's just kind of take it to where you are now. You have employees in two different companies. You're um, in this new Medici.md. Tell everybody just a little bit about what that's about so we can kind of keep going. Great. Healthcare, we realize, is still really difficult. Even if you can solve a complex medical issue, how do you talk to your doctor? Today you have to go make an appointment, wait a few days, sit in a waiting room, fill out paperwork that nobody reads. Last time I went, I filled and I've been struck by lightning. Nobody asked me about it. You did? You wrote yeah. that down? Nobody asked me about it. Nobody has proved my point. Nobody's yeah. reading it. You right. go into the little waiting room, somebody asks you questions, and doctor comes in and asks you, what's wrong? Yeah. Like I just wrote it down, then I told somebody, now you're asking me. Medici is the ability to text and video consult with your doctor, your dentist, your veterinarian, your psychologist, Everybody in your medical world. Today in Austin, you can download the app, invite your doctor to it. If your doctor isn't on, there's a network there with a dermatologist, a veterinarian, a psychiatrist that are all available for you and available by messaging. It's incredibly inexpensive. You see the average doctor is charging $40. You can get a prescription. You can get a refill. You can get a diagnosis. It's an incredible way to do healthcare. We can solve a healthcare. I can solve a healthcare issue without getting out of my bed. Um, it's that easy and we're building this for something that will be a global um, infrastructure. We've got a small office in South Africa helping people there and a few thousand doctors now helping their patients with 
just immense ease. So if your doctor does not want to become a part of it, you can find out who is if it's attractive to you and you say, well, I really just want to know if I need to go to the ER because I got bit by a spider Correct. or whatever mm -hmm. it might be. Correct. So, mm -hmm. wow, that's amazing. So right now it's just in in America. Is it only in Texas? It's or? in the US. Uh, more than half of our business is Texas. We really haven't marketed yeah. much outside the state. But we have got some incredible rollouts. We've got a huge initiative this year to invite 100 million Americans to the platform to invite their doctor. So doctors are starting to get on board and say like, hey, I want to make sure that when I get there, my patients can find right. me. And so it is a, just a huge leap for quality of life of a doctor. Doctors can lie on the beach now and help people literally. Um, it's it's a breakthrough. You know, I just want to celebrate the as fact. As long as they're wearing a shirt. You know, I don't what? know. Just a lot of the older doctors maybe aren't oh. as fit as they should be if they're lying on the beach. Yeah. If you're video conferencing, I just don't know if that's the image I want to see okay. in my doctor. But I want to just celebrate something here for a minute because you were born in South Africa. You came to the United States to play rugby, or you were playing rugby in that, and trained as a chiropractor and in, in physical therapy and things like that. And now you have used all of your life experience and seen what needs are out there based on mm. some of your own personal family needs. And look at the potential millions of people that you're going to help. I just, I just, I'm blown away by that because I just think that it's God has gifted you. Would you ever have imagined when you came here to, and were playing rugby that this is where he would have you today? No, I am so far past um, God has. He uses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise and using a chiropractor to solve healthcare is like a, it's a joke. In the tech People, world. You know, in the I tech mean, world just... with large hospitals, rethinking systems, how they could use the last person you would ever expect is an African chiropractor to be uh, having an impact there. So it's clearly God. And I'm just this wonderful tag along for the journey somebody asked me last week well what are your dreams for the future i said i've already crossed off several bucket lists i'm so far past that god has blessed me way beyond um, mm -hmm. anything i could have ever asked or imagined mm -hmm. and that's what he promises he promises that all right so let's okay see so you, you are you're a budding entrepreneur you've been doing this for a lot of years you got businesses all over the place you you're constantly thinking new ideas because you're one of those guys right you get 10 new ideas a day or 100 new ideas a day how many new ideas a day do you get you know, two or three good ones. Two or three good ones. So you, so you got a hundred. He knows how to filter so that them. That means you have a hundred <laughs> new ideas and you get two or three good ones. All right. So let's just get personal for a second. How do you protect your marriage to Jade and your relationship with your three daughters? Which, by the way, we need to pick up that story on the stroke. You never gave us the end of that story. Mm -hmm. How do you protect your marriage and your family from your business that's constantly wanting to suck the life mm -hmm. out of you? Oh, Ed, I wish I could say I've got a, a great answer for this one. Um, it is a day-by-day day-by-day um, day commitment to say, can I be at home when the kids wake up in the morning? Can I be at home when the kids uh, to have dinner with them? Can I see them off to bed at night? Um, so it is a real big challenge. One of the things I do, uh, I may miss out on some of the daily events, but we're very committed to travel and holidays together. So last year I took um, Jade and the kids and we went to Europe and we visited 10 countries in 14 days and <laughs> while we do it is we sit around not? the yeah. table every day together breakfast lunch dinner in different parts of the world and you just look in their eyes and you have nothing else to think about you don't know anybody else there you're in these places where you're isolated from any anybody else and just really being able to spend that time so we take some holidays i do one-on-ones with my kids i take each of them 
once or twice a year somewhere um, wherever they want to go or somewhere that would be good for them. Um, and we do those types of things to be able to really invest in those and let them know that, you know, they are important, they are mm. precious. Mm. Um, and that uh, one of my sayings I've, I've poached from somebody else is, I can lose at work and win at home and still win. But if I win at home and lose at work, I lose. Um, so I'm very mindful of, I can, the business can fail, but if I'm successful at home, I'm a success. Mm. Right. The reverse is not true. Right. Mm. So how is your daughter today? My little Gabby is extraordinary. From being told she'd mm. be in a wheelchair and not walk or talk, she's in regular school. Um, she learned, uh, two years ago, she learned to surf. She's now 10 years old. I was in, my wife and I in the ocean just crying in Costa Rica. Mm. A year ago, she learned to ski. We standing crying because she's just such a little miracle. She has to do therapy for her hand, um, so she, she can't really use her hand much, but um, she's so far past any type of progression that they would have hoped she would have got to that um, she's a little miracle. She really is. So thank you for asking. Yeah, I want to make sure we get that out. Chris Champion, you guys help companies become more effective, more efficient, more profitable, and a healthier place for people to go each and every day. Why should a leader of an organization give you look you up at chaplain.org? Why should somebody consider bringing a chaplain on staff? So I think the uh, the answer to that question is a comment that I heard one of our uh, owners make, and it was that chaplaincy allows me to care for my employees in a way that my heart wants to, but my time and my title don't allow. And so if that resonates, uh, then that's the reason why. Uh, you come and, and talk to us about chaplaincy. One more time. Say it one more time. Chaplaincy allows me to care for my employees in a way that my heart wants to, but my time and title don't allow. Mm. It's so true. So powerful. So you can look up chaplain, Corporate Chaplains of America online, chaplain.org, chaplain.org. Chris, we're grateful um, for you just arranging this interview today with Clint Phillips. So here's my question for you is what was one thing through your conversation with Clint, what was one thing you want to make sure that we pulled out of? What's one question you want to ask Clint Phillips? Besides when he's going to sign the contract, that's not important. <laughs> I'm not going to do that on the air. Yeah, no, you, you've done very well when it comes but what's to that. One thing so. that one, one thing our audience needs to hear from Clint? You know, I think it's just the uh, the, the story um, as as he's uh, you know articulated already, but also too, you know, one of the things that we talked about some is is just again expanding that platform, right? And and I think that the the platform that they have is just so wonderful when you look at the you know the 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 state of the you know medicine today and everything else, and so maybe even just uh, figuring out how we can you know expand that to well-being right mm -hmm. of an individual because that's where we play sometimes too yeah. so you know just the the so is whole... that a question for clint i was looking for is there a question for clint you'd always want to know i mean like yeah yeah what was the uh, what was the most uh impactful uh time in your uh leadership here of this organization what what, what was that mm. she that's a really good question um there are moments where um, an employee has promised something and done the exact opposite, posted horrible things online um, about the company, about mm -hmm. the team, about me, um, and you have to go, gosh, uh, really thought uh, you know we were 
um, past, you know, getting hurt by somebody doing something like that or acting out. And um, people are always surprised when I, um, they expect me to lash out, you know, I move quickly and make decisions quickly. So when they see me have to pause and reflect and see that I'm hurt mm. and see that that, you know, just doesn't roll off on that. Um, you have some of those moments. I had a, a special moment on the weekend. We took some of our people away and I really, for the first time, just got to share my, my story um, you know, from being thrown out of a house and this theme and all the challenges we've had along the mm. way, but this theme of God carrying us throughout was, uh, for me, a very impactful moment. And some of the team came afterwards to say, wow, uh, I never knew that. And thank you for sharing mm. that. And um, I understand your faith commitment mm. um, maybe better now. So always looking for uh, moments, but it is hard because every day we're trying to you know, solve problems and sitting around talking about meaningful things in our lives sometimes get lost. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think vulnerability is a is a hard thing, but it's uh, it's so impactful. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. So, Clint, in your couple of organizations, estimate how many people um, work on for you or under you. We've got fifty six people at Medici. Okay. Thirty six of them are in the country, and twenty are outside the country. We've got. Um, 45 job openings at the moment. So 45 job openings? 45. So That's almost fi- doubling then. So we're trying to double in the next few months. And if people want to look up those jobs, where do they go to find out about those jobs? They can come to medici.md slash careers. Um, they can look through LinkedIn. There's a few places that they can access that. So we're trying to double in size with the people that we have in various types of uh, roles. So that's a big thing. Second MD is growing steadily. They add a few people every single week. There's probably a similar amount of jobs open at Second MD. Most of those will be maybe more around nursing mm-hmm. um, and some of those pieces, but encourage you to look there if you want a company that has an impact and you know makes a difference in this world. Uh, incredible culture led by um, my good friend Jason Melton as the CEO of Second MD now. Excellent. So in your leadership, um, because you are leading um, you know, at home, you're leading in your work, you're leading in in all of the different spheres of influence that you um, come in contact with. How are you keeping Jesus at the forefront of your day-to-day? Ouch. Um, <laughs> I'm trying. One of the things is if I start my day right, if I start my day in the Word, um, if I start my day in prayer, everything else, you know, that seems to be central. I notice the longer I've gone from just a truly spiritual moment of praying, the longer throughout the day goes, the less present, um, less present that is. Uh, with the family, it's probably a little easier. There's certain routines that are built into a family of praying in the morning or praying in the evening or praying at a meal so that you're a little more conscious of uh, God at the home. Mm-hmm. I have to be very careful when I come home. My wife says, don't do the work leadership thing that you're doing. Like, Give me the summary. What's the decision? What's the question next? And so I try, you know, it doesn't line up for me. It doesn't work very well at home. So um, trying to understand the different. I love that. We have got to meet Jade next time we're in Austin. (laughs) So, um, you know, we're trying. Um, Mm -hmm. We're trying in an organization where I don't have a lot of Christians at Medici, but have an immense respect for these wonderful people that we have. Mm. How do I share my faith with them? in a way that can be majorly advantageous. My greatest strength, people look and say, well, Clint, you've reached you know, financial and athletic and 
you know, mission impacts all over, like we would like to go further and people are often looking for tools that don't involve God. And that's really hard for me. Like I can give you good advice on things, but the real thread throughout every single part of my life has been Jesus. So um, it can be difficult to lead with just, you know, worldly advice um, and try and trying to separate Jesus out from that story is just it just doesn't work very well, and I'm mm. I'm trying to figure out how to do it. So well, no, you know, don't try to figure yeah. out how to do that. Don't figure out try to give advice without Jesus. I mean, because Jesus is the answer to all the questions they're asking. You don't yes. want to figure out how to it. You, what you're saying, oh. you're trying to do it in a plain glass way instead of a stained glass way. That's what you're trying to do. Trying to figure out a way that the the person can recognize how to take that step. It's very hard. I've served Jesus since I'm three. Mm. Somebody's never heard of Jesus, been to church once at a wedding, Mm -hmm. and now you're telling them Jesus can solve all their problems. That's Mm -hmm. a very, that's a huge Mm -hmm. reach to go, what are you talking about? Like, um, you mentioned Christ. Who's Christ? What's Christ? Mm. Um, It's something very comfortable with us, but for the people in my office, that would be a a huge leap. Mm -hmm. And so trying to, figure out how to do God's work and will in the lives of the people that we have and the lives of the people that we serve. I don't have it figured out, mm. but I'm trusting that the Lord's done so many incredible things this far. He's going to help us figure that step out and chaplains.org, um, C12. These are all great um, mm-hmm. ways that are, I think, partners along the journey. Well, you know, and one thing I just wanted to say is that, you know, your story at the beginning when you were back in Aspen and you were completely relying on the Lord to show you how to help these people that were in pain, you know, we, that was part of your learning curve, you mm-hmm. know, to say, okay, Lord, I completely have to depend on you. And I hope that that's one of the things our listeners hear, Jim, is that in every step of our journey, we may take 10 steps forward, um, but we still have so much to learn mm-hmm. and relying on those experiences where God said, hello, I'm here. I am your, rel- you know, who you need to rely on to give you those answers and to, and to walk that forward. Yes. Clint, last question, really quick. Speak to the listeners today. What's one tip you can give the people that are listening today uh, on, on, on how do they develop a relationship in order to, what's I'm trying to ask? Like you said, you surround yourself with people that are pre-believers. You don't, you're not surrounding yourself with just believers. What is what have you seen the most effective way for you to live out your faith amongst them without being offensive? Really quick. Mm-hmm. I'm never at a loss for words, but I'm uh, I'm thinking pretty hard quickly here. The um, what would Jesus do? Mm. That little bracelet I wore for 15 years that reminded me every mm. day, every decision. I you know I think the responsibility is to shout and you know cause a reaction here, but I look down and go. What would Jesus do? Mm. That little WWJD might be a tired phrase that people have, but... Um, tired phrase. That's, a good one. that's the that's best thing I can one. think of that would that truly remind us of... Decisions get actually very easy when you look down and think, what would Jesus do? Most of the time, that decision on how to live out your faith is very easy. Amen. Clint Phillips, thank you so much for being an I work for him today. Really mm-hmm. appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Chris Champion, thanks for arranging everything. Really appreciate it. Corporate Chaplains of America, check them out online, champion. Uh, chaplain, champion.org. Yeah, you have your own website. Chaplain, yeah, chaplain.org and medici.md. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.